morning, good morning. It's actually not morning anymore, but I had a good morning. Oh my goodness, it's Rashida McKenzie is in the house. Yes, and she's joining me, and I love this, on Speak to Me First podcast show, which it can be found on anywhere you get your podcast, um, in particularly, uh, you know, Anchor FM, Spotify, you name it. She's out there in the universe. Yes, she is. And who am I? I'm Toy Johnson Vincent, your no sugar coating coach. But today isn't all about me. It's about resilience. It's about being an author. It's about a, a speaker background. It's about so much more than just, hey, hanging out. We do things on this platform to get people noticed even more than they were before they came on board. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and let my guest introduce herself. And we definitely want to thank the national as well as international audience out here today. Go right ahead, Rashida. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Toy? Good, good. I'm telling you, I'm so happy we met and um, connected on Facebook and, of course, LinkedIn now. And, yeah, we've been sharing and sharing and sharing. Sharing is caring. And I, we just want to get right into it, what, what you're up to, um, and give us some tips from your book. Let's talk about it, who you are, what is your book all about, and how can you help others? Yes, so my name is Rashida McKenzie, like you said, and I move women in business from feeling stuck to unstoppable. So they work with me when they need more strategy systems and support around what they're building so that they can get unstuck. And like you said, I did recently write a book. It's called Give Yourself Grace, Girl. I have it with my notes here. Yes. Um, yes. And I'm excited about the message and um, just the creation of it because it came from, in all honesty, my own stuckness or what I call feelings like I was in a slump. And so I think it's really going to allow women to free themselves from this idea of having to be perfect or have it all together before they allow themselves to profit or live in their purpose. Mm, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I said, if it isn't right, no, this doesn't look good. No, oh, well, the hair is right. I got to do a Zoom. I got to do this. Uh, Being perfect, just in general, just those little things can really affect how you get your business together or as a startup or just an entrepreneur or just people who are working traditional nine to five. Is that right or wrong or... No, absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head because it keeps us from showing up. When we feel like, oh, I'm not going to turn on the camera until this hair is laid just right. Or I have the exact words that I want to say. It causes us to just overthink. And the longer we overthink it, the more we second guess ourselves. The more we second guess ourselves, the more we move into doubt and then we never do it. And so the idea behind the book is just to release that and ask yourself what it would look like if you just put it out there and it's from that place that you gain the power because the more you do it it's like building a muscle and it becomes a strength all your quirks all your imperfections are actually the things that people want to see from you wow i mean when you said the word you hit it right there and i want to figure the word grace and then we put the word imperfections it's kind of like well, you know, a lot of us, and, and, and this book is geared towards primarily women, or is it, for, well, yeah. 
you know, we're always trying to be graceful. A lot of it is just how we grew up and how we were taught from yes. from early on, you know. Um, and I get that. But why is that so challenging, you think, for women? I mean, they're going to read your book. They're looking for all the tips and how-tos and your own struggle that you may have had, which we'd love to hear that. Um, you know, and, and just really, you know, what is this first step for somebody if they're in those shoes or perhaps they were in your shoes, which you're going to share? Yeah. So I think the first step is just to tell yourself the truth. Mm. Like you said, it's how we're taught to kind of just cover up and even as black women to push through, to keep going instead of addressing the pain, right? So we try to put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound and feel like it's gonna heal without really figuring out Mm -hmm. what it is that is causing us to feel this way. Mm -hmm. And so just to give you a little bit of background, that was definitely me. Uh, Prior to this life and coaching women, I actually Mm -hmm. owned a concierge service where I worked with executive women. I had an opportunity to work at the White House, um, the Obama White House for a stint and just was able to see the behind the scenes of how powerful women get things done and just Mm -hmm. their mindset in terms of what that looks like Mm -hmm. um but it didn't translate right into my own life originally so when I started my own business I was helping all of these other women keep it together Mm -hmm. but at home it was falling apart for Mm -hmm. me wow and so we just been taught to go 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 you know like Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm. hustle grind Mm -hmm. all of those things but I liken it to an athlete you also have to build in rest and that's hard for us to do Mm. wow it's it's hard for us to build in rest and recovery but it is that's also a strategic piece right it's not just deciding like I don't feel like it today Mm -hmm. it's having that set up as something that you go to on a regular basis because you work so hard But one thing you said and about, you know, just that it's almost that downtime because we are on the path of success. I mean, a lot of people and believe it or not, I mean, we just got to put it out there. Not everyone is really seeking success. Now, success means different things to different people. And when we think about in terms of the professional side and the entrepreneur side, okay, yeah, everybody's trying to, you know, get the next, if it's not the next dollar that they are chasing, it's something else just to get their name out there, their brand or rebrand. But in general, um, the ones who are, it's like you need that downtime to to think it because in the mindset, right? I mean, why do we get stuck there? I mean, I've had it happen to me and I had to ask why. I mean, I'm successful at one thing, but then I'm doing too much and then I want it all in one thing and then that didn't work. And then I start to compartmentalize it and then you know, so I just want to know, you know, are there some tips on that where we can just start, you know, doing things in a better way? Yeah, so I would I would back up a little bit and I would say that everyone wants success. Okay. I don't think there's anyone that doesn't want to be successful. Mm-hmm. However, here's the tip. I think that we have to get clear and be able to define what that success is looks like Mm. for ourselves okay Okay. because again we've been taught what to aspire to and a lot of times you will see people get all the way up I said all the way up to the door (laughs) turn the doorknob before they realize like this is not at all what I wanted maybe it was encouraged for them Mm -hmm. growing up or Mm -hmm. um, it was the 
where they thought it would make the most money, mm-hmm. but it wasn't something mm-hmm. that they intentionally chose. And I think mm-hmm. that happens to the best of us, mm-hmm. but just like you chose that, you get to re-choose. You get to mm-hmm. re-decide which way that you want to go. So I think the key is to get clear about what it is that success looks like for you. Okay. Because that will determine the way that you work. It will determine the way that you show up for your family. Yes. And that looks yes. different for yes. everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. But you got to be clear on what that looks like for you and stand on that and create boundaries around that. Yes. And I'm glad you back that right up to where, where I made that statement, which um, in, as I'm thinking about it right now is that you're right because when when I'm saying okay if everyone no we all realistically want to be successful it may not be in business it may be from a family perspective it could be from some other part of your life because we are not really just one dimensional um, and although you may not be seeking the professional side or entrepreneurship side but just being successful as a family whether it's a mom a dad you know, child, we all, no matter age, etc. So yeah, I got that. Yeah, thanks for backing that up. That's what I, you know, I love it. I mean, look, we're on, you know, Speak to Me First podcast show. I'm the No Sugar Coating Coach. And if I don't sugarcoat it, then neither should my guest. <laughs> there you go. But um, I love it. I love it. How long have you, um, you know, been coaching and speaking and, um, you know, you're an author. I know it's been a while or, I mean, did yeah. you just, when, yeah. So I would say, so there, there's a long version and a short version. I'm trying what? to give the condensed version. We're on a timer. I know it is. <laughs> Where I am is at this point in my life, I know has always been my calling, right? Yes. So even as a young girl, I wrote, I spoke, um, my original business that I, my first business that I ever started was a speaking business for girls um, and just trying to improve and increase their self-esteem. So I always knew that I wanted to do something mm-hmm. along those lines. However, life gets in the way, right? Yes. Or maybe when you initially set out to do something, it doesn't look the way that you thought it would look. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go the way that you thought it would go. Mm-hmm. And again, that brings us back to kind of questioning, like, is this is this meant for me? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, and so that's where you give yourself grace mm. and allow yourself the space to really ask yourself, because our time is limited, Toy, mm-hmm. what is it that I want to do mm-hmm. with this life of mine? Mm. And um, I knew that I, I've always known that I wanted to be in business and work with women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in some capacity, when I look at the thread, I have all of my life for a very long time Mm -hmm. um, going back to high school Mm. so um, formally like I said pre-pandemic I was speaking started to get into speaking but for seven years prior I owned my own business so I bring all of that experience Mm -hmm. uh, with me into coaching women now into getting unstuck and moving to unstoppable Mm. unstuck from unstuck are you listening when the audience hears this and this recording goes out to the world the globe there are two things unstuck from unstuck to 
unstoppable. And, you know, I mean, amazing. I mean, hashtag it, people. Come on. You got to do this. We're talking with Rashida McKenzie based out of Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, that's a hopping place over there. I have some family out of Washington, D.C. In fact, uh, you know, with all due, (laughs) I probably should have been born in Washington, D.C., but I wound up, my mom wound up in uh, New York. But anyway, so I do have lots of extended family in Washington, D.C., went there every summer. So I thank you. It's a pleasure to have somebody from that area on the show. Um, And in fact, my master coach is from that Baltimore area, Mr. Leroy. So we got him going, but I thank you so much. A lot of talent there. And one of the things that you, with that unstuck to unstoppable, we have to really, really gather that. We have to utilize what you just said. You know, uh, audience, this is not a joke. I mean, what Rashida is saying, you know, for a lot of us women out there, we have we know we have good intentions regarding business or startup or what have you with our families. Um, you don't want to feel like a failure because you say, oh, that didn't work. And so you quit. You know, yeah. do people quit often because they just feel that it'll never come to fruition? I mean, what is really your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think at the core, it is a belief. Mm-hmm. And it starts with that belief, okay. right? And that's part of what I talk about in the book is laying that foundation where you do have to have an unwavering belief in your ability and yourself mm. and realizing that you are capable and you've always been capable. Well, mm-hmm. usually what happens mm-hmm. and why we give up in the middle is because we spend so much time comparing and looking at other people's mm. journeys and feeling like our timeline should align with theirs when we all have our own. So if you feel like you're on the verge of wanting to quit or you've been trying things and it's not sticking, mm-hmm. I would recommend that you simply find peace in your own pace. And really, there's no time limit. Okay. There's a there's an urgency that we all live with because mm-hmm. again, we know that our time is limited, but there is no time limit on how long it takes Mm. so the idea is that if you just show up every day Mm -hmm. and do the work and put one foot in front of the other that it's inevitable that it will happen Mm -hmm. but we Mm -hmm. usually give up right before it does yes and many times i said oh i'm done (laughs) i may be the no sugar coating coach but i needed to sprinkle some sugar right back in my brain and my mindset and say "Uh uh-uh and when I, and if I look at the women that come before me, because, um, you know, for me, do you find that in my case, I found that the women before me and my mom is no longer with us and, and my aunt and, and grandmother, maternal side, uh, but they were all three very strong women. And when I, people say use the word strong women, strong women, but I mean, they were strong in terms of in every way, um, you know, raised by a single parent, that scenario. But then, and my mother being highly educated, that really helped. But in the same token, the drive was there. So I remember that. My grandmother with her own business, owning brownstones in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. Um, My aunt, physical education educator in the school system on Long Island. And I really kind of look at that. And I say sometimes, when I think I want to quit, I start to think back and say, my grandmother, (laughs) with her eighth or ninth grade education, owner of her own beauty salons and brownstones in Brooklyn, New York that still exist 
There's no way that I have even the right to even think about giving up. And if I do think about it, I have to go back and remind myself, what is, whose shoulders am I standing on? So, you know, how does that play into with women getting unstuck? Is that something they, they could look back to or say, hey, refer oh, to? absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I think it is. And I think the beauty of that in that process that you described, it's like, you know that if, you, if you've been able to see it, that it's also possible for you too. Okay. So sometimes you need that reminder because we feel like we're in it alone. And that's why it's important to do business and to mm-hmm. do life in community. Because a lot of times we try to feel like we have it all together and build in a silo. Mm-hmm. But that's what I love about the coaching process is that it allows you to connect with somebody else that can tap into your vision Mm. and hold you accountable for not what I want for you, but what you say that you want for yourself. So it's always good to surround ourselves. I think we're coming back to that, Mm -hmm. but that's the root of, like you said, how our mothers and grandmothers Mm -hmm. grew up. It was about community and really um, encouraging and relying on one another in the process. Mm -hmm. But yeah, know that you don't have to, to do it alone. I think that when there's, where there's evidence, then it just allows you to know that it's mm-hmm. possible for you too. Wow, I like it because, you know, I love your positivity. You're sending a huge message today to many women around the globe who will listen ultimately to your uh, podcast episode. And the thing is, is that it doesn't matter where you are. It just matters that you just start somewhere yes. and don't give up. Yes. You don't give up. Pandemic endemic doesn't matter what demic just don't give up so how is that affected i'm going to move into a different area as we're going to you know try to capture everything about you obviously being an author a speaker and a business strategist i love just the title but you're more than just the title because you just describe how you do things. <laughs> and I like the way you think, because I like to think there's a strategy. I'm always trying to think, well, wait a minute, that didn't work. Let me try something else. Or I, I'm, I'm okay with telling people, and, and tell me if this happens. I'm okay with kind of telling people, you know, how they should go, or they can, you know, go down this road or that road. And then when it gets to my own stuff, I'm like, where's Rashida McKenzie right now? So does your book address any of that really, um, you know, briefly or what, what in terms of your chapters in the book that may address some of that for women? Yeah, so I think it happens to the best of us where we feel like um, we're the only ones that yes. this experience has occurred. Um, like they're, we're the only ones that, mm-hmm. that are experiencing difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I talk about in in the book is a story about how I uh, was on bed rest with my daughter after losing my first pregnancy. Mm. And so as you can imagine, that requires a different type of mindset because you've already experienced the worst. And so sometimes you hold on to that moving into your next season. Mm. And I remember one of the nurses coming in and just bringing me back and letting me know that she said to me, you know, just talk to the baby, right? Talk to the baby, Mm -hmm. um, pray over your baby and just be present because all you have is today anyway. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it's those things that shift our thinking in terms of like, okay, she's seen this before. So having somebody there to kind of move you through that mindset and remind you that there is like to stay present, Mm -hmm. but to also know that you can get, if you, if you just focus on one space and one place at a time, Mm. that there is a rainbow and beauty on the other side of what we've been through. Mm -hmm. So I think that is the, the, and hopefully I answered that question. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the, um, the importance of really realizing and having other people there to help you get through and really, and, and just tying it back, really birth what's been there, mm-hmm. what maybe you've been fearful or again have experienced some um disappointment or mm-hmm. heartache around that before yes yeah and i know one thing and you put that very eloquently because and thank you for sharing that's a personal story but that's what we do and especially as if you're author and speakers um on my platform i started eventually i just said i'm just going to tell my my story and it's personal it's not a club that anybody wants to be in the story of me losing my daughter in my, you know, early to mid twenties. Um, you know, and again, that, that means it's two people. <laughs> so that means it affected obviously the father of, um, my daughters, uh, you know, so in losing to congenital heart disease, nothing that we could, can do about it. Um, you know, it, it just happens. It means congenital means at birth. And my daughter lived for two years and uh, her name, beautiful name, Kiana, and she was just as beautiful as her name and how we spelled it with the Q. So, but you have to imagine over the years and you start thinking, well, what else, you know, could I do? Do you just stop your life completely? Um, that would not have been good. And most people will tell you, you don't come back from a loss like that. So the resilience factor, which we all have, just to say, we do have a resilience factor. You never forget, you don't, You can't get that. That's with me internally um, for the rest of my life. But I also say, well, now that I have a platform, I can speak on such things that has happened and then, you know, really help to elevate someone else's spirit to say, you know what, Um, but I'm still here. Absolutely. And even just going back to the uh, beginning of what we talked about is like, right, finding that connection yeah. and being able to release that idea of perfection mm-hmm. and that these that things don't happen or that, um, you know, that life j- is just a straight and smooth line. Right. So even by sharing that story, like you said, we're already connected, right? Yes. In terms of having similar experiences. Yes. And so by, by sharing... By allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, it creates that connection, mm-hmm. and that connection is what creates unduplicatable success. Mm. Because I have my own story, you have your own story, right. and the way that we bring that story into what we do, no one can copy, take, steal, or uh, duplicate. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to to start to open up and share. Whereas before. Um, it was very, it's very hard to do. It's very hard to do. Oh yes. Oh yes. And you feel vulnerable. And I think as women, we, we're vulnerable just because, um, and we need to, but we have to understand that there is a new day and there's something that, and I'm sure everybody has heard it. Joy comes in the morning morning, and that's what I've stood by. 
um, since my early 20s of losing my uh, precious baby girl, Kiana. And I just say joy comes in the morning. If It could be job loss. It could be all sorts of loss. Um, we have pandemic. People have lost their lives just from health and, and, you know, unfortunately contracting COVID. So we do have to understand that, I guess, as women, like you say, and know your strengths. I mean, we all have challenges, but your book is going to help us understand and how to regroup and build off of whatever has happened in your life. I love just the word grace. It just, there's some women out there with the name grace, you know? I used to think, oh, I don't want, I don't like my name. I don't like my name. And then I got all this, like, wait a minute, that's kind of a cool name. You know, even if people call me Troy and I'm like, no, that's not me. And they said Latoya. I said, no, that's not my name. And so <laughs> it's not short for anything. Um, but anyway, and in the African culture, they pronounce it Toye. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, again, you have to learn to love, like, self-care. It seems like a lot with your book. Um, yeah. And people need to be able to get to that book. Uh, I want to find out where can people contact you or if they or where can they access your book? Sure. So they can get the book on uh, my website, mm-hmm. uh, it's also available on Amazon at Barnes and Noble and wherever you buy books. Yeah. Now you heard that. Now everybody's gonna hear this. When they we put this out into the universe um, and upload it to all of the social media platforms, they're gonna say, wait a minute, where can I reach out? I need a business strategist. Well, uh, she's talking to me. I like what she said. I want to connect with her. I know you're on Facebook, but where um, are you on all social media platforms or where would you prefer people try to connect with you? You can find me in the in the metaverse. So I'm on Facebook, I'm LinkedIn, and Instagram. It's usually where I hang out yes. online. Yes, and, and similar to myself, I'm getting, a, a, well, first of all, I used to not be on social media at all. And then people would say, Well, you know, you're a speaker, you need to be here. Oh, well, you're an HR person, my primary background, and you need to be there. And da, 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 da. So I tell people, be wherever you are comfortable being. Absolutely. Right? And in life, shouldn't we not think about it as something with women as in that light? Uh, If you can touch a little bit on that, because we're just always so uncomfortable, most of us. Yeah, and I think, again, that's, that's the grace that you're giving yourself. Because there's is no it's no need. Mm. There's no need for you to be uncomfortable because your space is wherever you are, right? So if I'm posting something, mm-hmm. if I'm saying something, mm-hmm. if I'm speaking, it's from a place where I'm offering a shared experience. And I always say my only job is to show up, <laughs> is to share. And then what y'all do with it, <laughs> what people do with it is up to them. So yes. I think it's just, it comes from mm-hmm. practice and it's a daily practice. Um, and, and one tip that I would give and I would like to to leave people with is I think what happens mm-hmm. is a lot of times we wake up in service mode, right? We right. wake up and somebody needs something from us or they need us to do something. And so really taking the time and the space mm-hmm what I call master your morning Mm. and get quiet, Mm -hmm. get clear, set a clear intention for the day. Think about the things that you want to leave for your family. Mm -hmm. What is it that you want to accomplish in your business? Mm. How are you going to take care of your body? 
before everyone else is putting in a request or asking questions of you is a really helpful thing to do to kind of get into a space where you become more confident, where you become more clear Mm -hmm. so that you can move through your day with clarity. And that's one thing because obviously that and that comes from a coaching perspective because we talk about knowing who you are, capital Y-O-U. I just literally um, got off of a coaching uh, boot camp where I was coaching a client and we did that so the whole world can see it. I was sharing that out and talking about knowing who you are because individually they only knew who they were as it related to their job and wow. their title. And yes. so... That cannot continue. <laughs> you have to. That's, that's chapter one. That's yeah, hold the, mesh, hold that mesh. book up. Hold your oh, book up again. I'm going to try to sure. get a screenshot with you with that beautiful smile and book. Yes. All right. We got it. Yeah. And I mean, you got to know who you are and the clarity, clarity. You know, and if you're having so much jumbo mumbo going on in your brain. And a lot of us, we learn different. I talk about it, learning challenges from a kid, right? I talk about that. I know I need to step back. I I don't take things and huge things coming at me all at once. I take it in in little chunks and then I make it work for me. And I found that time management for me really works. Because if you're all over the place, you absolutely get nothing done. Nothing done. And so even in our lives, you know, have grace, self-care. Think about it. Like we said, give yourself grace. Right. Because if you're waiting for someone else to give you the, yeah, you're doing an excellent job. You're patting yourself. No, give yourself. It really starts and ends with capital Y-O-U. That's what I talk about even as a certified life coach. And I'm so happy that you bought it home you know, in your book. So we know where to get the book. I'm going to, before we just shut this down um, today, and I wish we had so much more time because I know you and I can talk. We need to do a live. We need to do a live and talk about this. And there's so many women have gone through, whether it's, you know, um, an unfortunate with what happened with their pregnancy or what is somebody in my case, again, that lost a child. Doesn't matter when they lost it, but just the fact that a loss is a loss for women. Okay, and it doesn't mean it doesn't affect men. Of course it does, because, you know, but we want to, if we're honing in on what has happened there, that's a great thing. We can talk about that too, but also, and still bring your book and maybe go through the chapters and talk about it, you know, at one point and then, you know, do a live. I don't mind Instagram. You pick the platform. I'll show up. Uh, (laughs) So I wanted just to say that um, what's next for you um, as we are closing this down, what is next on your agenda? Something coming up, an event, anywhere where people can connect? So I think the best way, there's so much coming up. There's so much in store, especially around the book. Um, I'm really adamant on making sure that this message is heard this year. Mm. Um, So we've been, I've been sharing it in multiple different ways. So I'm sure um, if you go to my website, you'll be able to see what's coming up and and what's a good fit for you. Because when I tell you it's a, it is (laughs) a creative endeavor that I have been on to really make sure that women grasp what I'm saying in this book because I feel like it is what's going to take them to the next level. So last week we just did 
pages of the book so that they could feel and have that mind body spirit connection um in terms of what we were talking about so that's exciting yeah. i have so much more um wow. coming up so yes it's just those those things that are on my plate and i'm sure you can catch me speaking yeah um, but i have a list of um upcoming events on the website excellent and like i said i think we 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 shouldn't sleep on this the opportunity (laughs) to bring a a whole lot of women and just do something live and they can chime in and everything and um hey and maybe they have some takeaways um it'll be more eyes on you and it'll be more eyes on me and that's what happens what they call uh professional support doesn't cost a thing it does involve time and so, you know, it, it, in, in respectful of one another's time, but, you know, I just say, hey, that would make a great, great presentation for somebody out there needs to hear what you, Rashida McKenzie, author, speaker, business strategist, mom, do it all, everything, Zoom, <laughs> and a podcast guest now on the Speak to Me First podcast show. I'm so thankful that you joined today. Um, we're going to get this out to you. Yeah, we want to make sure we get the episode. We'll share that link. I will definitely do that so that you can share it to any of your contacts, wherever you want it to be shared. And I'll make sure that I tag you and you tag me, vice versa. And let's just keep it out there. I know First of all, you're already successful. So it's continued success and blessings. Again, I'm Toy Johnson Vincent, your no sugar coating coach. I've been talking with the wonderful, delightful, talented, just phenomenal woman. Okay, on my platform today, Speak to Me First podcast show, you can land this podcast right on or from your iPhone or your Android. Doesn't matter about the phone. Just listen, subscribe, like, and share. Share is caring. And as I say with when I end all of my broadcasts, success, success is in your future. And I'm going to say so long for now. And Miss Rashida, I am going to dial your number when I get off of this broadcast. So make sure that phone is on. Take care now. Bye. Well, hello, I'm Toy Johnson Vincent, your no sugar coating coach. You won't believe it, folks, who I have in the house today. This is so amazing. I mean, just her smile, just by that really big, beautiful smile, you know she's coming with her friendship thing going on. And not only that, first of all, let me just introduce her briefly. She'll introduce herself. We're talking Beverly Carter Brock. Beverly Carter Brock. Say that three times and see if you can do it. I got to tell you, welcome to Speak to Me First podcast show. I'm Toy Johnson Vincent. Most people know me as Coach Toy, the no sugar coating coach. And today, my longtime friend who I hadn't really seen in years, but we have collectively found one another and another friend, which is part of our vocal group from way back when. I won't date us today, but it doesn't matter because we looking good from way back in the day. And so if you've ever had a friend, if you've ever been a part of a singing group or any group or something like that um, within your neighborhoods and everything, and you happen to be based out of New York, 
This is the episode for you. Without further ado, I'm telling you folks, she's a superb vocalist. She says she only sings somewhere else now, but hey, um, and maybe she'll hum a few bars. And she's fantastic as a sales advisor, but she's been a long time career working as an executive administrative professional. And without further ado, because we're on a timer, folks, you know how podcasts are. Welcome to my national and international uh, folks today. Let's get started bringing in Beverly Carter Brock. Beverly, how are you? How are you? Hi, everybody. Yes, yes. And believe me, once they hear your uh, little bit of your story and everything, it's going to be fine and enlighten us and empower the audience today, both national and international audience, Beverly. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get right started. So tell me, Beverly, um, what have you been up to all of these years? I haven't seen you. I know we connected off camera. But can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what are you up to now? Yes, I've been married. I have two sons. I have five grandkids. Like you said, I've been working forever. I'm living on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Um, Just got a new job after two years after this COVID thing. Um, And I have a new boyfriend and I'm doing well. Wow. Yeah, you know what, folks? She slipped that right in, talking about friendships. <laughs> she slipped that right. Nothing wrong with that. You're happy. You're happy. And, you know, I wanted really to, to talk to you because I'm really reconnecting with a lot of people that I've met, even as far back as high school. And people don't understand this. I mean, we were in or part of a uh, group of four ladies, um, and we were just in our late teens. Essentially, I was pretty much coming out of high school. We were all doing that, maybe in the 12th grade, a little bit of the 11th grade, but I'm going to go with 12. And and the next thing I know, you know, years go by, you can't find people, you don't see people, and we weren't really doing internet, you know? So... Um, Can you just tell, you know, enlighten the audience, uh, what has reconnecting done for you in terms of reconnecting either with myself and we have another person in the group, uh, Brenda, and we have one more person that we're looking for, um, Lady Bathsheba, and hopefully that will all come together. But for right now, uh, briefly, what is this reconnection and uh, the friendship zone? How has that affected you at all? Reconnecting has been a lifesaver, especially after these past, you know, these past two years with COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, being in the house, scared to go out, only going to the store, running out, running back in, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody's on the phone, you see people online, not really knowing who to talk to, but I am so, so thankful you found me. I have been missing you guys. I haven't seen you in 42 years. Remember? Well. And then I saw you on Classmates, and then I said, that's Toy. <laughs> and then you started talking, and you said, is that Beverly Carter? I'm saying, yeah, this is me. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I got my sisters back. Yes. Remember how close we used to be. And after reconnecting, I feel like we have not skipped a beat. Mm. Absolutely. And you said that. 
So thank, and I'm thankful too because one of the things um, in my particular background as a speaker and a coach, as you already know, we've been over that background. But I was always one that liked to bring people together. So you know, developing parties from the age of ten in a Brooklyn basement. Um, that's the thing we do have in common. We're both from New York. Um, I was pretty much born in Queens and raised in Brooklyn in the Crown Heights section. But for those New Yorkers out there, they always want to know. What part of New York? Tell them, Beverly. What part of or areas I'm in New York? Bed Stuy, do or die. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking. And to she's it. sticking to it. There you go. So Bed Stuy is in the house. Historical Bed Stuy, you might add. And of course, we Crown Heights. We're kind of up the hill or whatever. And I don't know. We have our own thing up there too. But um, in, in terms of, you know, we back to that whole friendship thing. I was thinking, because we've been on a number of Zoom calls. And, um, you know, when you say, well, you're just going to do five minutes of a call. And next thing you know, it's like two hours and 50 minutes of a call. Right. That's what we do. We get carried away. We just get lost in time. And I'm loving it. Oh, man, this is something. This is something. So, uh, you know, with with that said, tell me a little bit about your career, because you are semi-retired at this point. And what are some kind of tips that you can talk to people about, uh, particularly women, you know, to empower them, say, hey, I know you said you just re-entered the workforce. But, you know, can you just give us a glimpse of what is that like now? You thought you were fully retired and now you're back. Okay, to be honest with you, um, again, you know, I just started working a few months ago. Mm -hmm. I was at home for two years. In my view, retirement is not all it's cracked up to be. I was going nuts because of COVID. Mm -hmm. You couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't invite anybody in. Mm -hmm. So I was just stuck here with myself. So I had to learn how to tolerate myself mm -hmm. and keep myself busy. Okay. So I'm just saying, if you can reconnect, please do so. It will enrich your life so much. Yeah, absolutely. So much. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. And um, we have to do more of reconnecting, you know, in yes. all sorts of ways in our communities. Uh, you know, not only that, you know, some people, they're very involved in their church organizations, right. other people involved with me, they have family events, but they kind of stay together, a reunion of sorts. And right. um, why is it so, why do you think it's so important at this juncture in your life and your life skills journey, um, really important to keep friends, you know, friends and or family close? Because even though we have the good Lord, we still need each other. Even if it's not physical contact, we need to be able to see each other. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to mentally connect with each other. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, just know we're not alone. We're all in this together. Yeah. Yeah, that we are. Yeah. And in the last two, almost two and a half years have taught us a lot. Um, yeah. Very difficult for people. And, you know, one of the things when you mentioned interesting, because, again, your background, you and I talked, talked about it briefly when I introduced you, but you um, worked for some major corporations, um, you know, for a number of years and then decided to retire. Right. And, and then when COVID thing, you said, well, I'm not going back into the office. 
Right. And I then, said, if I, I'm going to work at home, so I work at home, mm-hmm. and I'm loving it. And I'm love still it. associated with people. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, you know, out in the public. But okay. I, I love what I'm doing. I love yep. what I'm doing. Wow. I'm connected. You know, I had to have, uh, what do you call it? I needed to have a purpose. And being retired, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had one. Mm-hmm. Because I was always home. You mm-hmm. know, run out to the store, do this run out to the mall, do that, and then you run right back home, then what do you do? You, you're just here by yourself. I needed a purpose. I needed a real reason to get up in the morning. So I went back to work. <laughs> I'm glad I did. Yeah, that may be a hashtag. So I went back to work. Yeah. <laughs> we might hashtag that out when I put this out on there. Maybe, you know, hashtag. So, so I went back to Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's only part time mm-hmm. to give you a sense of contributing, mm-hmm. you know, to give you a sense of self worth mm-hmm. because you're just lying around. Okay, I'm gonna watch three or four movies today, I'm gonna eat. I'm not really hungry, but there's nothing else to do. <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh, go to work, volunteer, okay. whatever it is you do, do something. To make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, because we hadn't actually seen each other in so many years, um, and it, being involved, I try to uh, volunteer. I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's real important um, to me. You know, as a speaker, as a coach, what good is all my background in HR if I can't really lend it to others? Um, you know, and, and I talk about this a lot, you know, with my own uh, learning challenges, you know, growing up in school, I struggled, you know, um, I mean, mostly through college. It's amazing. I got out of high school, but then college kind of threw me for a loop. But then I realized, wow, I probably was having issues all along, but it just didn't connect. And when I think about that, I love to volunteer um, and give back because people, they say, well, you don't seem shy. You said you were shy in some of my things I talk about. And I'm like, and, but you're a speaker. And so you, we all have that hidden talent and you act on it. And then you think about, well, maybe there some of the negatives. You just turn it into a positive. Now, on that note, we're going to move right on into the life skills journey. Have you had to turn some really negative things that have happened in your life into a positive? And if so, um, what would your tips be for other uh, people listening, particularly women in communities all across the globe? Okay. What I need to say, and this has really helped me in my work uh, world as well as my professional world, Mm -hmm. even if you feel like you've hit the bottom and there's nowhere to go, Mm -hmm. just remember, don't give up. It's like that song by Donna McLurkin. Stand. Mm. Stand. Don't give up because if you've reached bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. Wow. But you have to want that and you have to believe you can have that. Absolutely. And pray. Okay. And you hear that? For those who are listening, again, you're listening to Speak to Me First podcast show. My guest today is my longtime friend, a native New Yorker, a fantabulous uh, vocalist. I know she says she doesn't sing anymore. 
Uh, but if we can get, if we have time, we're going to hum a few bars for you folks. I promise you that. Um, and uh, who knows? Uh, and, and either one of us actually might start shedding the tears. So Barbara Walters, watch out. <laughs> and, you know, but I got to tell you, so now you and I, we talked about this. Um, and, and a lot of times people see the smile. They see that you're doing well, you, you know, okay, so you, you have your own thing going, you're your own boss, if you will, um, you make your own moves, you've been doing that for years, as far as I've known you, you know, you were out there having a career when most of us were still just kind of going to school and going home, um, so, but you were really part of that cooperative program um, yeah. in high school, so you had the work advantage over most of us, but as we moved on and we've matured and all of that, you know, um, anything with when you talked about family and we talked about this um, off camera, but only to share bits and pieces in helps of hoping or in hope of helping someone else to empower them. And one of the things that um, the biggest thing in my life that happened to me, um, which I'm very public about because it's grief and loss. And, and I lost my uh, two-year-old uh, daughter. She was a toddler. Her name, beautiful uh, baby girl, Kiana. And, um, you know, in her father's family, awesome family. They're great and everything. So she had all of the love that one could have back then. And I was in my 20s at that time, not married or anything like that. But, you know, that was a beautiful child. And, um, you know, who was born with congenital heart disease. So you have to imagine, I tell people when they say that and they see the smile all the time or they, they hear my podcast and they, you know, it's just like, it's unbelievable, right? The unimaginable. And I say, no, something has happened somewhere in your life that you never thought would happen. And the main thing is we go towards resilience. We have to dig deep for that, right? Yes. And so yes. Um, is, it, is it anything that you could share um, you know, briefly that made something have happened in your life um, that was very dear to you and that you had to, you know, really try to balance that over the years? Oh, yes. Well, as you know, I mm -hmm. lost my parents at an early age. Mm -hmm. I had three brothers, one of which was my twin, mm -hmm. and I lost all three of them. When I lost my twin, it took me five years to get over the anger, mm -hmm. but I had to pray and I had to realize that God knows what he's doing. I had to work on me okay. and I'm not going to say it was easy. I have been through some stuff mm -hmm. trying to get where I am, but now I can think about my brother and talk about him mm -hmm. and laugh and think about all the silly things he used to yes. do. I mean, and I just feel like I was left back here for a reason. Mm. Okay. And again, we just got to keep going. Mm -hmm. We got to mm -hmm. keep going and we have to pray. I, I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. Well, you know, it is. It just happens to be you're on the show um, this month. I'm glad I kind of captured that because it is um, hashtag mental health awareness month. May yes. is, yes. you know, mental health awareness month. And yes. so um, and I've been hashtagging that out as I'm posting on a lot of my posts. And I'd love to invite guests that maybe they too struggled um, with some sort of anxiety and, um, and or depression or even something even more eventful than that, um, you know, because there are different degrees of that. 
And I brought that up to say that a lot of people will say, wow, you know, I, I can't imagine or losing a child or, you know, or a twin, because if I'm correct, you have something that's called twinergy. It's like yes. nobody knows your yes. communication but you. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And there were so many times, you know, in the past, he would pick up the phone and call me. He said, well, I just called to see if you were okay. And I said, well, you know, I was just thinking about you too. How yes. you doing? You know, we had that. Now, when we were kids, we fought like cats and dogs, but he couldn't <laughs> let anybody else bother me. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. We had that closeness, and it's been 24 years now, and I still miss him as if I saw him yesterday. Wow. But you, um, you, but again, it's a daily, uh, it's a daily way of life as when we say move on, I need, people need to understand, we talk about moving on. We're not saying that we don't forget our loved ones. We're not, you don't ever forget. forget. And clearly, um, losing a child is that what, what it says, psychologists and, and psychiatrists, anybody in the medical field will tell you that is the most, uh, traumatic loss period. That's how they, that's how they classify it. Um, but you know, and I stay stubborn, you know, I've been stubborn for years. I'm like, I don't need, I'm not going to any help. I'm not talking to anybody. I don't need anybody. But I realized that was probably a huge mistake. And so, like you said, even daily, no matter what, you still think of him. Uh, he was your brother, he's your twin. And of course, the love for our moms and our dads, you know, or whomever may have, um, bought you up and, and reared you that they all are important. They're just different relationships. Right. Would you say? Yeah. And on our birthday, I still say happy birthday. <laughs> there you go. Yes. It's always in your heart. But I thank you, you know, just for, for sharing that piece. I want it because there may be someone listening, um, you know, with it has gone through just even what I've gone through. There are many people, you know, and when I say it's not just the woman, but the man, you know, that we created right. and all that. Um, so, you know, like my daughter that has a, um, you know, a father and um, who was very much in her life at that time. And again, although not being married at the time, I'm in my early 20s. Right. But either way, um, everyone is affected. <clears throat> so I say to <clears throat> excuse me, anybody that's out there listening to this right now. <clears throat> You've heard what Beverly said. You've heard what I said. And yes, you are going to keep going. You never forget. But you know what? Maybe you might volunteer in some, some of the things uh, where you can help others if you've gone through a traumatic grief and or loss period. So that's what I always want to put out there. And again, this podcast is global, folks. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Beverly Carter Brock. She is a vocalist. I'm going to just say she's a vocalist, period. And uh, yes, and then she knows all about the Gladys Knight. Neither one of us wants to be the first to say goodbye. That was our song. Yes, she, was. she was the lead on that song. Let's just go right into that um, thing. Uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, what do you remember about, first of all, Tell we, we were a group. We were part of the Quadraphonics, um, which... I don't know if you remember this, but I came up with the name. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. that. And, and, and you and Brenda came up with all the steps. Yes. I one singing and y'all were right. not <laughs> doing nothing. Y'all was just going all over the place. <laughs> 
Yes. And we were good. We were winners. We were good. Yes. And Brenda said the same thing. And I said, you know, as we look back, um, a lot of uh, wonderful people and uh, talented people have come out of, you know, B-K-L-Y-N. Uh, for those of you who haven't a clue about what that is, that would be Brooklyn, New York people. <laughs> Again, I'm born in Queens, but raised in Brooklyn. Crown Heights representing um, in Jamaica, Queens, and my father's family. But, you know, the reality is, what do you think that group had, what kind of effect did it have on your life, if any, as you move forward with your life? Because again, we were really, it, it was a long time ago. And then as we matured, we kind of got out of touch. But I'm just wondering, when you think back, even through our most recent conversations, um, you know, that we've had with the other member of the group, you know, what do you think was the real glue to just the group being a group and how did it really affect your life, if at all? Well, I must say that I grew up with a house full of brothers. Okay. I was the only girl. I didn't have any sisters. I had very few female friends. Mm -hmm. And when we decided to form this group, mm -hmm. I became sisters with you guys. And I never forgot you. And wow. I am so glad to have my sisters back. I tell you, I it oh. Yeah. You're going to start me to cry. It's, it's, like I said, Barbara Walt. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. it, it hits a chord. It, it, you know, no pun intended. It hits a chord, a musical chord of the heart. Um, do you think, because we could have been anything. Um, we could have been on the street. We could have just not flourished in life. Of course, we've had hiccups, relationships. Um, you know, we, I mean, I definitely did. Um, and you know, and, but the reality is I just found that it was something to keep me off of the street where you could have been anything negative. Me too, Toy. And mm -hmm. you know, as you know, my mom died when I was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. So I missed that mother daughter thing or whatever. And you guys just, y'all just kind of, y'all kind of filled it in because you guys were my sisters. I mean, we used to go to practice, mm -hmm. and sometimes you and Brenda would upset me so bad because you, the two of you were huddled together, mm -hmm. and it used to bug me. Now, why am I not over there talking with them? No, 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 no. <laughs> but then I realized you guys were coming up with the steps, yes. all of the moves, and all of that. <clears throat> and guys, people, believe it or not, Toy used to be the quiet one in the group. She rarely said anything. <laughs> Can you believe it? And now look at it. She's a motivational <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, um, that's true. And I did have that shyness and more reserved um, about my way, how I moved. Um, and that was really from the upbringing of my mom. That's just kind of like how she, you know, let's put it this way. <laughs> she put the fear of something in me. And I just said... <laughs> My mom was all about discipline, so that meant, you know, you go out, you do your thing, but you just make sure you you better look the same way when you come back in the house. Right. So um, that I, I sent mean, you. I really learned, <laughs> I learned how to get along with women yeah. being in the group with you guys. Because mm -hmm. I grew up with boys. Wow. You know, I tried to be a tomboy, but then when I got with you guys, I'm like, I ain't no tomboy, I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Taught me how to um, be a sister, mm -hmm. be a girlfriend. Mm. I didn't have a whole lot of girlfriends. 
boys. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very important. I mean, now when we're looking at by today's standards, <clears throat> not to sound too, <clears throat> you know, ancient, <clears throat> what, you know, are there some tips out there when you think about the way people sort of handle themselves? And there's like a lot of young girls, um, like we, we were young girls too. And, you know, my mom was always on me. Like, I mean, really, I mean, that it was just do this, do this, do this that way. She always um, was striking that chord about being professional. So I thought the best way. And even though I had the learning challenges, like I said, I really self, and I'm going to tell you, self-diagnosed, not anybody, not anybody clinical. It's just what I recognize. I should say self-recognized rather than self-diagnosed. Um, you know, just, and my mom was an educator in the school system with right. an advanced degree, you know, her master's in education, right? So I, for me, being in the group, I said, well, that's where I flourished. I was able to sing, um, use my voice. It wasn't only the, in the group, it was also in the chorus in high school right. and including that's how we met in the chorus, in, the chorus yeah. in high school, as well as uh, singing in my church choir and somebody said, hey, you're going to do a solo one day. And I looked around and said, they must be talking to somebody else because <laughs> I'm shy. I don't do solos. <laughs> and uh, When I was in my church choir as a little girl, mm -hmm. I was given a solo, somebody bigger than you and I. And I would get up there in that church and start singing that song. Mm -hmm. And I would just cry because I saw all these people looking at me. Believe it or not, I used to be shy as a little girl. Mm -hmm. But then I learned that you have to speak out. Because <clears throat> yeah. if you don't speak out, you're pretty much not in the room. Let people know you're in the room. Thank you for saying that. Yes. And another thing, if you need help, do not be afraid to ask. Mm, absolutely do not be afraid because you don't know the person that's helping you you're also helping them yes i had to learn that yes and you know what i like one of the things that you said <clears throat> and that was well no one would even know you're there you're in the room but you just kind of you know they say you can walk into a room right and you you may be the quietest person in the room, but you're soaking up all of the knowledge. So we all have different personalities. You don't have to be the rah-rah, you know, kind of person. But, you know, some of us are more introverted than others. And I'm just thinking today, you know, um, especially when we're talking about friendship and resilience, it, it wasn't meant to be that all four of us in a group would have the same personality. It just right. wouldn't. It, and we were all different. It were yes, all different. We were. Yes. And we settled differences in the most respectful way. So right. if we had anything, it was settled right there. But by today's standards, things can really escalate really quickly between families and friendship. And, um, you know, I don't know about you, but for me on the family side, because we're so much in that friendship zone and, and information today. But when you think about family. You, your mom, you lost your mom at a tender age of 11. Is that right? Yes, 11. My dad at 19. And yes. your dad, you, when you were 19. And when, if you think about both of those ages, no matter what, that would have had to have been tough. No matter what. Yes, no I matter. needed them. I needed them, but they weren't there. So I had to do the best I could. Mm -hmm. And you guys helped me with that. Being in the group helped me with that a lot. 
Well, this is why I'm glad that we were able to uh, reconnect. And if there's someone out there listening, um, you know, and again, you when it's our parents, we usually look to our parents and guardian and you think they're going to be there forever. I mean, that's what, you know, you kind of wish that. And so the days that I was like, oh, my mom's driving me bananas. But, you know, I kind of wish she was still driving me bananas, right? right she would right. be older See, now. I but all of that. All that banana driving and all of that. Yeah. I didn't have all of that. Right, right. Right. So yeah. anybody that still has a mom, please cherish her. Yeah. Or dad, cherish her. Or dad. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I'm going to go ahead and move in. Thanks for sharing those personal um, you know, stories with us. We, I do appreciate it on this show. I love to um, highlight people with their, um, you know, whether it's your career background, but mostly also stories of resilience. And we've heard a lot from you today about being resilient. I mean, you know, again, um, the, the loss of your dear beloved mom at a very tender age of 11, um, you know, trying to process that. And then right. right at 19, when you're just kind of starting with the whole womanhood and figuring out, well, I'm going to college or I'm not going to college, um, you would definitely had started your career path earlier than us. And I appreciate that because now I understand with your dedication and retirement, you look back and say, wow, you did it without mom yeah. and or dad all the way in your life. So I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm going to give you a round of applause because sometimes we need to tell each other, you know, um, particularly women, we need to tell each other more that, you know, we love them. We love what you do. We like to support you in any way possible. So if I haven't said it lately, but I think I have, um, you know, hey, anybody out there, this is what you got to do, folks. Tell somebody today you love them and you care about them and, you know, um, that you're here for them whenever you can. How about and that? I'm glad you found me. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Beverly says, I'm glad you found me. Well, <clears throat> Beverly, I just want to go into one area as we're going to wrap up this friendship. This has been so great having you on the Thank show you. talking about that. Um, can you t just really briefly, what can what does friendship actually mean to you? Because this segment, this episode really is all about lifelong friendship. Why is it important and what does it mean to you? Well, again, we created a bond. When did we meet? What was it? 10th well, grade that we met? Probably. Um, anyway, <laughs> and it, it was just something about you and the other two. We all connected mentally. We all seemed to be on the same page, mm -hmm. even though some of us were kind of um, from different backgrounds. Yes. We respected each other's differences, mm -hmm. and we went on. We took it and ran with it. Yeah. I love my sisters. I do. <laughs> well, generically, generically speaking, though, I got that with all of that. But what does um, friendship in general mean to you? Like, how is it? Is it important to you? I understand that we're talking about the group. But just in general, so people out there, you know, what does friendship mean to you? And especially now, as you are now, of course, we're both more mature. Friendship is very important to me, again, so you don't feel like you're alone. Mm. Sometimes you can't always be around your family mm -hmm. or be with your family. But if you have friends, there's some things you can say to friends that you can't say to family. Mm. And they understand and they don't 
judge you. Yes, you said it. The non-judgment, that means everything to me. Yes, yes. Yes. And so if the people who are listening, that's really important. Um, is it even more important you believe, as a woman to have friends with other women, even in a later stage in life? Or do you think ah, after high school, I'm good? No, after high school, I wasn't all that good because I didn't have all that. <laughs> you know, I had to make friends and mm-hmm. learn people. It's hard to make friends, especially the way the world is now. Mm-hmm ones that we have let's keep them nurture them stay in touch yeah stay in touch and don't be the one to say okay i I haven't talked to her i'm scared to talk to her Mm. call her she might need you call her yes she might need you just said it whatever you want to do send an email do it Mm -hmm. be the first one be the first one. You know that song said, neither one of us? Yes. Somebody's got to be the first one. Yes. Okay? Yes. And like I said, folks, we've been talking, I've been talking with Beverly Carter Brock. Uh, Beverly Carter Brock, a native New Yorker. Brooklyn is in the house today. I'm representing Crown Heights and she's got Bedford Stuyvesant covered, folks. Yes. And I'm going to do a shout out to Bay Ridge High School. If there are anyone listening to this Bay Ridge High School in Brooklyn, New York, um, who may have gone or was in that college bound program or that cooperative program, cooperative education where you go to work a few weeks out of the week or days out of the week and you do your school and you have to keep up with them both. Um, Those programs were awesome back then. And so if you are a native New Yorker and you're listening, of course, this is global, but I'm sure there's some native New York. Make sure that you comment and share this podcast episode out. And, you know, um, again, I always like to thank my um, national as well as international listeners. I know when I said that to you, you were like, what? Internet way. Yes, uh, Miss Beverly Carter Brock, your voice will be heard around the globe. And we appreciate you for even taking that time out to come and talk to me because we could be on here all day long. You know that. But I had to get you on that. <laughs> we need to get and then we're in the process of people don't know we're just trying to get all of the quadraphonic ladies together um, for a real, you know, proper reunion. So um, before we um, really end the broadcast, you know, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And we are women that a lot of times, and women and men, but I just want to stay on the self-care thing. Um, do you have any tips for that um, in terms of self-care? Do you practice self-care? And how important is that to you? as a woman okay to me it is very important first of all it took me a long time to admit that i needed help so once i did i went and got the help that i needed Mm -hmm. i mean and even like on the weekends or whatever if i don't have anything to do Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do my nails i'm gonna give myself a pedicure you know i'm gonna shave my head you know i don't have any hair Mm Or sometimes I'll just get up and get dressed and get made up and I have nowhere to go, but it makes me feel good about myself. Wow. Mm. It makes you feel good about yourself. So that is a truly self-care. That's what we're talking about. That's that's exactly um, self-care is necessary. Uh, it's, It's significant in your life as well as friendships. 
Um, yeah. You know, there and a lot of times too, um, if you come up in a lodge with a lodge family, you can be in a lodge family, but not even close to your own siblings or other people in the family. So it's important. I think friendships, even if whether you develop them outside of your family, you know, somewhere along the line, it's it's really going to help you down the road. And like you said, try to reconnect. Now we're in the age of the internet, um, the mobile phones, everything is there. So if you, you know, again, if you're trying to reconnect with someone, just try, you know, but again, don't, don't be, you know, discouraged. Sometimes people really don't want to be found or nothing like that. But in the same token, um, if you do and you know that you were fine with the friendship, you know, way down the back then, um, just to try to regroup. I think it's an excellent thing. And we've done very well with doing that. And I certainly um, am glad. I did find you, <laughs> like you said. Yes, you did. That's right. You did find me. Shout you out. Yes, there you go. Um, so anyway, this was so much fun, uh, Beverly. I really, really enjoyed, you know, talking with you. Is there anything um, you, you I know that you do a lot with uh, sales and advising people and things like that. That's part of your job, you know, traditional, the nine to five. But is there something else in your life that you do? You still love to sing. That's what people want to know before we get out of here. I have not sang publicly in many, many years, but you keep talking about it. So maybe once we get together again, I may have to belt out a couple. Too. But I'm not ready tonight. All right. Not even a hum. Oh. And yeah. man, let it be a surprise. Oh. I'll be back. And the song, folks, let me just say this uh, for the record. Um, you were the lead singer on Neither One of Us Wants to Be the First to Say Goodbye, a Gladys Knight song. I just happened to be in Atlanta. Um, you know, you're in Virginia, um, and I'm in Atlanta, and that's where everybody knows Gladys Knight. I'm like, oh, that would be interesting if I met her. Then I'm like, well, um, Miss Miss Knight, uh, I need to get you on the phone <laughs> with <laughs> Uh, Beverly, Brock, Beverly Carter Brock, um, who was the lead on the song. And then, of course, I was doing a lead on, oh, my goodness. Whew. Oh, that group, the F Tavares, yes. um, who was based out of New England. And I, I'm check telling you, Check It Out is the song. Check it out. That's I'm not telling folks to check it out. I'm saying that's the name of the song. Um, song. <laughs> if, you're, if you're really young and you don't know what it is, Ask your parent or guardian. They all know. Yeah. They all know. Right? Uh, you know, so there's a lot of things. I think um, for me, I asked you the question, but for me, it would be really reminiscing um, with friendship. Yeah. I think friendship is great for reminiscing um, the good, the bad, and the ugly because we learn. You learn as you grow. You learn as you mature. At least that's the way it should be. So I never really take it for granted that someone will always be there. I've learned that in life. Um, again, you know, it's it just is what it is. Sometimes you have to go through it or you're going to grow through it, to grow through it, you know? So going and growing through things in life as a certified life coach, I tell people all the time, long as you know who you are and understand your value, right? then you can pretty much try to get through most of the things that kind of upset you or, you know, in life in general. It's a journey, folks. It's a journey. Again, you've been listening to, uh, I'm Toy Johnson Vincent, your host of Speak to Me First 
podcast show found on Anchor FM, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. I've been talking to a long, lifelong friend, and her name is Beverly Carter Brock. That's right. B-C-B. You got it. B-C-B. And again, if you're trying to connect with her, perhaps you might check out her post on LinkedIn. That is the professional website. And again, you can also inbox me on LinkedIn for any professional career development help. I do workshops, virtual workshops, especially now, as well as individual career development boot camps, which now I'm offering a two to three day career development boot camp to help you elevate your career journey. So Beverly, I want to just thank you again. Uh, Before we go, is there anything you'd like to uh, say before we close? Any last minute uh, tips on anything, life, something? What I said earlier, no matter where you are, no matter how low you think you are, don't give up because if you're down, there's nowhere to go but up. Listen, I'm going to end on that note. If you're down, there's nowhere to go but up. Folks, you've been listening to Toy Johnson Vincent, your no sugar coating coach, motivational speaker, certified life coach. I want to thank my guest today and longtime friend and group mate from Quadraphonics based out of Brooklyn, New York. If anybody is looking for us to bring this group back together. And by the way, I want to say a shout out to Survival. It's Survival Survival Incorporated, correct? That was their name, I think, the band, that where we were singing and it was no longer, you know, right, right. Yeah, I believe it's Survival. And that band was also based out of with a Bed-Stuy. I'm not sure if that's where they consider that area that uh, for practicing and everything. But I want to shout out to um, those guys because they were awesome. Um, met them at the Billy Holiday Theater on Fulton yeah. Street in Brooklyn. And by the way, we did win something in the talent show. Yes, you, we did. You, I don't know where that You don't have to be number one. You don't have to be number one when you're winning. And that's the takeaway. But um, shout out to those guys. They were awesome. And we're wishing them nothing but the best with their families, as well as I wish uh, Miss Beverly, um, you know, peace and success because you're already successful, um, you know, just by being who you are. Helping Today, you said something um, on this episode that will help somebody else when they hear uh, little bits of your story. And hopefully they will learn something from my stories of resilience as well. To learn more about me or to invite me to speak, you can head to my website at www.tjv. Empowers you, the letter you.com. Again, tjv empowers you, the letter you.com. As I say when I end all of my broadcasts, Success, success is in your future. I will contact Beverly in a moment, but for now, we're going to say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Record.